0: Hey there, this is Emily.
1: And this is Rosa. Welcome to the Unchecked Podcast.
0: We are two women from two different countries who will talk about living life in their late 20s.
1: In this episode, we should talk about astrology how we feel about it, and how it has or has not affected us. I am very into astrology. I know it is a pseudoscience, and it sounds far-fetched to believe that the position of celestial bodies has anything to do with your personality. But we believe in money, which we created. As the book Sapiens mentioned, our whole economy is based on things we all agree on, but they do not really exist. If you believe in evolution and the Big Bang, You know, everything started from there. So we're all basically made of stardust. So grab some tea, light up some sage, and let's start this conversation. So first of all, I got into astrology because I am very into nature and spirituality. I think it all started because I am originally from Peru and I'm Native American, and I feel very connected to just nature in general. So I wanted to research more about that. I also buried to sociology and psychology and how the way things are, the way that we treat each other, and the way people act and react according to their experiences and who they are. As a Pisces, we are very intuitive sign. We're a water sign. We're ruled by the planet Neptune, and we tend to be very sympathetic. We're sympathetic to the underdog um, we very much feel other people's experiences we are very vague and escapist which was brave during the quarantine because I was here in my tiny apartment in Paris physically but mentally I was in Miami in the sun having a mojito you know and we're very really passionate about everything that we're into and and also compassionate, because we're the last sign, right, and we're kind of, like, all of the signs combined, we feel too much, and I don't want to say that we're crybabies, but we could be, and I don't know, like, we're very, 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 um, feeling, right, and so, sometimes, so much that it could make other people uncomfortable, right, I don't, so I try not to keep tabs or anything like that. Like, for example, I was the kind of kid in middle school who will keep tabs of who will say happy birthday to me and who didn't, and petty stuff like that because we wow, could be petty. You did that, that. Didn't you? Yeah, I know. I'm, uh, yeah, like we could be super petty, but it was because I really felt that very deeply. <laughs> <laughs> for that reason. And so I try not to be so much like that. And I will say that once we let people in, we're you can literally stab us and we're never going to let go right we are going to try our best to continue our friendship no matter what happens but once we're done we're done we because i feel like we're the type of sign that we try everything to make it work so once it's done we're never going to we're never going to even try to to come back to it like i am like that in my relationships too once I done, when, once I break up with you, I don't want to see you. I don't want to, I'm going to unblock um, you on everything. You're dead to me. So I feel like we're very much all or nothing. What about you?
0: Tell me about the Leos. The Leos. Okay. All right. So I, I'm not as um in tune with my Leo traits. So uh, I'm going to have to read out some of these. Uh, so apparently as a Leo, we're, unquote, natural born leaders, uh, dramatic, creative, self confident, <laughs> dominant, and extremely difficult to resist." Just reading this first sentence, I feel embarrassed saying these stares about myself. Um. Anyway, I'm gonna keep going. Uh, Leo often has many friends for they are generous and loyal. I I definitely agree on that statement. Self confident and attractive. This is a sun sign capable of uniting different groups of people and leading them towards a shared cause. Their healthy sense of humor makes collaboration with other people even easier. Um, So so some context, apparently as a Leo, I'm a sun sign. Um, My ruler is the sun and my element is fire. Um, So just reading those few sentences, I feel like the first two being like dramatic and and self-confident doesn't really tie back to who I am as a person. I mean, like sometimes I'm dramatic, but I don't, necessarily like say that to everyone or like I don't really voice out in that way and then self-confident um, I think as a child um, I, I, I'm not as self-confident uh, before as I am now so maybe more of that Leo trait is coming out um, and but I, I do I do agree with the last two sentences about um, having friends and being generous and loyal I feel like specifically even thinking about like time for quarantine. Um, I'm often the person that's like planning meetups virtually, um, like meeting up and talking and connecting with people that I haven't talked to in a while. So for instance, um, when I studied abroad at the Chinese University of Hong Kong, this was like six years ago and god i'm old talking about this but recently we just had a meetup with like all my friends from all over so we had representation from like korea hong kong paris it was great and there's just all of us together and i don't think honestly that would have happened if i just didn't initiate it and bring people together so i think that is definitely a huge and beneficial trait of me um hopefully i mean i don't want to associate all, all the way to leo but but it does help explain why I am the way I am. And so also I'm going to like go into dislikes, being ignored, facing difficult reality and not being treated like a king or a queen. Um, wow, those are like really harsh ones. I think being ignored is a huge one. I, I I do like, especially like in relationships or even with my friends to be acknowledged in some way. Um, so even though like i say I don't like compliments, I love them. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I do love them. I just don't say it out loud. Yeah, and so Rosa, I, even it seems like that some of these traits don't really align with who I'm as a person. Um, are there different types? Like, is, is there like different? Can you be under different zodiac signs, or how does that work? Well, you can be a Cubs,
1: which means that you are born between two zodiac signs. So you tend, for example, you can be between Leo and Virgo, so or whichever zodiac signs are the next one so maybe you're you're born between um, Aquarius and Pisces so you kind of have both traits but your sun sign is not everything about you right because your sun sign is about yourself yes but it's more about your unique gifts and talents and your highest self and your individuality but there's also your moon sign which is more about how you see yourself more of your subconscious your program self like your emotional needs, your reactions to experiences. And then there's also your rising, which is how you appear to others, right? And how you approach your daily tasks and your habits and your appearances and your style. And then there's the whole planet, right? So, for example, your Mercury is the way you think. Your Venus, obviously, is the way you love. Your Mars is how you deal with life. And we can go on and on. I like Neptune because it's the planet that rules Pisces uh, like and is your imagination. So that's why we're very dreamy. And it's very interesting because according to uh, your sign and your rising and and your Venus too, you kind of uh, kind of gravitate towards certain people, right? Like, do you find yourself when you go on dates um, or your previous relationships? do you usually gravitate to the same sign or you really don't ask them or do you bring it in your in your relationships Emily
0: yeah I think that that's an interesting question um I'm trying to think back in the times I've talked to people um and I don't think that's I don't actually ask them for their sign. I think it's for me, I feel like they would be so caught off guard, be like, what is this crazy woman asking for my sign on our first date? Um so no I haven't, but I do want to note that I, I feel like when I am with a person and maybe like a few months in, I will like know what their birth date is and then look at their sign and then use it to reaffirm some of the assumptions I've had about him. So uh, I think my last partner was a Taurus. For a Taurus, basically, like their um, background is like more like logical, straightforward, very strong-headed, and then because he already had those traits, I was like, oh, this totally makes sense. He's totally Taurus. I knew it. If it was any sign, it would be it. Um, so th- those are the only instances for me. Uh, how about you? Well, for me,
1: I tend to gravitate really heavily with Leos towards Leos. I just love their very masculine and alpha and I'm the center of attention energy. Actually, mm-hmm. all of my exes are Leos, which is a lot because I'm single right now. So that has not worked. <laughs> I continue to look for the Leo of my dreams. So just so you know, out if you're out there listening to this, I don't know what it is that I, it draws me so much to them, but I really think it's because I feel like they have things that I lack. Um, I love that they're mm. so confident in themselves and that they can just go inside the room and think that they're like, the best person in there. So I really admire that. And I think that that's why I go for them. And and that's that. But I also, not only my relationships, um, it's very interesting because even though in my relationships, in my romantic relationships, I should say, I gravitate towards Leos. In around me, my friends are all air signs, or um, I have some water signs, but I also have a lot of earth signs. But I have no fire signs. Like I told you, that you should, have, you should, you should feel honored that in my astrology app you're my only Leo friend because I really don't have any fire sign friends. I don't know what it is. I really. I don't click with fire signs for the most part. I guess they get tired of my antics really quickly. What about you? Are your friends tend to be from one specific uh sign or, or maybe water element or something like that?
0: I swear to God, I feel like I'm secretly a water sign or something because wow. I don't think I have a lot of. I don't think I have a lot of friends that are fire signs and I I feel like I would not be able to get along with another Leo because there could only be one light in the room, right? (laughs) What? What? (laughs) But I haven't asked like a lot of my friends what their signs are. So I think that that's like a, that's very interesting. I'm just reading in terms of like, Uh, Rosa what you mentioned in terms of like rising and moon signs and I think it it, for some reason as I'm reading all these examples resonate with me so well so for instance um, my moon is apparently in Capricorn so to recap the moon rules your emotions moods and feelings it's the sign that you think that you most think yourself as since it reflects your personality when you're alone or deeply comfortable and here's the the one I want to call out my emotional self is somewhat repressed in the name of responsibility, seriousness, and rationality. And that's so interesting because I feel like, especially at work, I'm very rational and I'm very serious and I'm very like straight to the point. but I also have all these emotions and moods that like are repressed or underneath it all, but in the sake of getting things done, I kind of like don't I kind of um ignore that part of me. Um, and then also, I think that's so funny. Ascendant and Gemini, so ascendant is basically the mask I present to people, um, and it's it's basically how I show up when people first sh- uh, meet me. And apparently, I come across as quick-witted, chatty, eclectic, and fun, though somewhat inconsistent. <laughs> I think that's so true. I feel like if you like first meet me, especially if it's just you know a random stranger, especially if I'm in the mood. It also depends on like how. If I'm in the moment, I get I could like I could be very witty, right? I could like make those jokes and have a great conversation, but when the inconsistent part is so true because I feel like depending on how I feel that day, I could either be boring as f, <laughs> or I could just like start like chatting off and talking about how I feel, like kind of know that no filter situation. Um, so Rosa, like, do you have what are your moon and ascendant signs, and how do they show up in your day to day? So my moon is in Gemini.
1: So that means I'm nuts. I'm, mm-hmm. Gemini's have a really bad rep, but we love Gemini's here. So Gemini's <laughs> are my movies in Gemini, which means that my emotional self is restless and unsettled. I am extremely adaptable, uh, and sometimes that makes me feel pull into many directions. And I think that has that's definitely true. I was just talking to another friend how he's French, and for him, is really. He could not imagine himself moving out of France ever. And I was just telling him how I have lived in three different countries and I'm not even 30 yet. And I have lived in three different countries that speak three different languages. And I feel like that's that's one of the things. Like I am like airing that, that I'm always, you know, never kind of settling in a place, always going somewhere else. And I am very easily bored. That's why I have moved every two years in all of my 20s. I have not stayed anywhere more than two years, which is bad, I guess, sometimes. Um, because I need to feel free and I need to have this creative uh, meaning, this creative outlet, right? So that's why I'm in a constant identity crisis. So that's what it means to be, have a moon in Gemini and I totally feel it. Um, I feel like I am kind of a nomad, right? and i try to always go for the next high the next adventure and to counteract all of this i my ascended is in capricorn so i come across to other people as someone that very conservative and serious and rational even grave at times Mm. which is true because i mean i'm a programmer so and i don't know i feel like sometimes i do come off uh, classes says okay well i have to do this i have to go from point a to b so i just want to go and do it right and i don't really care how and i think that that's something that i feel like i don't put a lot of effort at the beginning so that's why and i make yeah i do make responsible decisions but i'm very practical and prudent and yeah and my ambitions may come off as important opportunistic that says which is true i guess because I mean, if I'm given an opportunity, I I pursue it
0: to the end. Let's also talk about what our Venuses are. I think that's, a, that's so interesting. So Venus determines how and what you love. What's your Venus, Rosa? My
1: Venus is in Aries, guys. So I am a fiery lover. Ooh, I mean, okay. Come on. You can't be Rosa. In Nav- yeah, well, just- so I want
0: examples, Rosa. Come on, this podcast is all about examples. Give us so some. So I
1: fall in love quickly and out of love just as fast. And if you're anyone that I have ever loved, you know that this is true. Because I'm very forthright and direct with my crushes. And even if I haven't confessed, I make a lot of inside jokes and I touch you a lot and I maintain eye contact. So even though I'm not telling you I like you, I'm pretty much letting you know that I do. So and I also I'm pretty I'm. Also, like, this is so true that I do alternate between being very demanding
0: and then very... Is this push and pull, right? Is that that something that happens across all your crushes and people you've been with? Yes. Why is that the case? So, I mean, this this might be true for whether or not you are who you are in Venus. But, like, does it mean that if a guy is not as interested in you, you would pursue him? But the moment he becomes interested, that's when you start holding back. Exactly.
1: That's exactly what it is. I think it's be I don't I don't know I just like the tug and pull and I think it also comes with maturity because I the when I was younger I would do that a lot more now I have learned more to just not play into the games more but it also has to mean because there's different houses and um this is in my third house meaning that for for me uh love is often expressed in things that you know and are familiar with right. So that's how I express my love. Like maybe I take someone, like I said, like to eat in a nice restaurant that I really enjoy. I try to share the things that I like, like archery or astrology. <laughs> because if I like you, I would really make sure that you know all of your rising and sun, know and your ascending and your Venus and your Mercury. And I'll make sure that you know all of that. I feel like knowing yourself mm-hmm. is a very wonderful way. And I think astrology is like a way to do that it's like a love language so maybe that's 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 something that i enjoy what about you emily tell me about your venus
0: yeah so my venus is in virgo um and i think it's in my fourth house so apparently it means that it's this is often expressed in my home and in my family so i could i'll put it in a different context um so it, it says I'm. I could be hyper analytical. I overanalyze everything and hide my feelings until I feel absolutely certain. And I think that's very true for me. Like, um, I, yeah, I like I take things personally often, which I shouldn't. Um, but like even if thinking about it at home, I feel like I I definitely take my a lot of my parents words to heart and then like even if it's something that they don't don't intentionally mean I like take it inside and I overanalyze and like think about like why they said what they did and then I I, emotionally as a person I think I'm a I'm someone that like doesn't really bring it up until (laughs) I quote unquote explode (laughs) like I just like build up all this like pent up thoughts in my mind and then there'd be one moment where like something it let my parents say or someone says and that triggers it and then I just all my emotions come out and what I really feel. And I think I'm trying to get a better reign on being able to not suppress it, but be able to better handle it, right? So being more open and just telling people as it is, like when it happens, rather than just waiting a few weeks, few months down the line before I say anything. I think that for me, because I'm such a verbal processor, it just really helps me communicate my thoughts better. Yeah, and I think it if I just see it in the context of relationships I think yeah sometimes like I mean I I am confrontational at times but I try to avoid it when I can so I think what's been hard for me is like in relationships trying to have different difficult conversations but I often feel like I'm paired with people that are more and uh how do I say it like Avoid conversations more than I do, so like I feel like I still end up having to be the one that brings up brings it up, um, in the relationship.
1: And it's very interesting that you you said that because bring this whole um because it's not all about sun signs, right? And it's very interesting because for us, like Emily and I, we have this app that kind of tells about like compatibility compatibility between you and the other person. And he talks about, uh, for example, the way that you speak to each other and the way that you communicate. And one of the things is that Emily and I are very good at communicating with each other. And I think that's one of the reasons why we're in this podcast together. So, yeah, I mean, we have, I mean, both of our, our, our charts are very different, but we do have a very similar way that we communicate and I think that's that's what it has helped us um kind of understand each other and how we are such good friends and how this podcast got started because we're very good at being creative but at the same time kind of both have the same kind of picture in our head of what we want correct me if I'm wrong Emily (laughs)
0: I'm just I'm just reading our like matching chart signs and I I just love how like we're we have the same Mars sign we're both Gemini's so apparently like Mars is a planet of of aggression so we're very similar in how we take action and the energy that surrounds you and I love this part particularly in your sex life your ambitiousness and when you're angry (laughs) oh gosh Yes, that your passion and sexuality are extremely compatible. So, Rosa, you just need to find, like, the guy version of me, basically. Exactly. But
1: where is he? Like, it's not even a joke, right? What is going on here? <laughs> I don't know.
0: Yeah. Maybe, yeah. And you just need some stability in your life, Rosa.
1: Because, look, you are a moon in Gemini. I mean, sorry, I am a moon in Gemini, in Gemini but you are an Ascendant in Gemini. And you're a moon in Capricorn, and I am an Ascendant in Capricorn.
0: So it's like switch. So we're
1: switch. Like we give each other the opposite, but internally we're the opposite. (laughs) Wow. So yeah, maybe I need to find someone that has your same sex chart, Emily. Oh my
0: gosh. Wait, so... Here's something I've always been curious about. Mm-hmm. Um, what does it mean when Mercury is in met- retrograde? Oof, that
1: like that can be a lot of things, but it's pretty much uh, because Mercury is the planet of communication, and when a Mercury appears to be in retrograde, it means that people maybe experience communication issues, or Mm -hmm. maybe problems with technology or you lost a mail or something like that but and you know like we make a big deal about that because communication is such a big part of our lives and so that's why people are always like oh my god uh mercury is in retrograde and yep it actually happens like around three times a year. So people are always thinking, oh my God, everybody's saying that Mercury is in retrograde every, all the time. Well, it happens around three times a, day, a year. It could be a lot more. Also, um, what I like about um more of this is just how certain things affect you more than that. Because, for example, you are born and you have your chart and that's pretty much you, who you are, right? Your innate self. But then, Things happen to you and the way you react to them can change, right? Can change you. And so there can be people that are born the same day and the same set of time, but they're very different because different things happen to them, right? And so, for example, uh, there's something called a Saturn's return. And it's when pretty much uh, it's an astrological transit. Uh, that occurs when the planet Saturn returns to the same place in the sky that it was when you the moment that you were born, and that usually happens around your 27, 28, 29. and you kind of have kind of like a not midlife crisis, but you kind of are more um, trying to figure out your place in the world, what are you gonna do? you're more mature now, so you're trying to see okay, well, I'm almost thirty. What my 10 more, 10, 20 years from now? What am I going to be doing? Kind of finding a roadmap for your life. So I feel like that's happen- this has been happening to me. And I find that very interesting because, for example, our group of friends has All of us have around the same age, and we're all very different in the way that we are dealing with it, right? Some of us are more about the material and the financial, and they you want to have more stability on that. And for me, for example, I am more about the emotional security, and that's why I kind of got more into astrology and more into spirituality as I get older because I kind of want to feel more secure in who I am. Do you feel? Emily, because you're also in this type of type of time during your Saturn's return, do you feel any different, or do you feel like the things that they used to appear to appeal to you, like five ten years ago, do they still
0: do? Yeah, huh. That's a tricky question. I feel like, um, I mean, in terms of personality and values, I think it has pretty much remained consistent. Um, I, I but this is also something. I feel like just as a, just not much into astrology, just something that comes with age and maturity um, where it's like for me right now, I'm really focused and trying to focus myself on like self-development um, and being the best version of myself versus like, obviously when you're younger, you don't really give a, a crap about anything really. Uh, um, so no, I don't really see any like influence in terms of what you meant as like Saturn's return
1: that's interesting and like I said astrology can be anything that you want it to be I mean like anything you can decide to believe in it or not I find it very interesting kind of a road map or someone because I really do like to get to know people in a deeper deep way and maybe this is just a easier way to get to know someone I really enjoy to show someone their chart and kind of talk to them and see how they feel about it, if they do think that this is how they are or not. Because obviously, that it's not written in stone and maybe it's not 100% how you are. But it's very interesting because a lot of people don't sit and really think about who they are and why they are the way they are. And seeing people really dig introspectively when you talk about something is to me is very interesting. Because I really I really like to get to know people that I care about on a deeper level.
0: Rosa, when you uh, found out that I was a Lubio, did it make sense to you? Or no. were you confused as F?
1: I was confused as F. But also because you then I saw your chart and then it made sense. But at first I was like there's no way that you're But
0: a- what did you think I was if like I, I didn't tell you what my sign was?
1: I thought you were a Virgo just like Diane.
0: And what what are the typical aspects of a Virgo? Well,
1: uh, Virgos are pretty much very. How can I say it? they're they're very focused. I mean, let's let's start with saying that Beyonce is a Virgo. So, okay, <laughs> that's saying a lot. So they are very driven. <laughs> they are they are earth signs, so they're very stable. They're hardworking. Yeah. Oh, like I mean, also you don't want to get them mad because, oof, getting a Virgo mad is scary. But when they're your friends, they're like, extremely loyal, and yeah, that's why I thought you were a Virgo. But I mean, I guess I was yeah, wrong. Yeah, that I, mean, I always rewrite. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that's true. I'm reading. I mean, reading all the stuff about Virgos, and I feel like that's like more in tune with who I am than than a Leo. Um, but <laughs> it's just so funny.
1: And in this goes to show that astrology is not always right, right? It's just a footprint of what yeah. it could be. But like I said, <laughs> other like other things that happen in your life affected you. And that's why the, you are the way you are. But I would mm-hmm. um, challenge our listeners to maybe today or any other day, look up their chart and see. Because it's a really good exercise to just, you know, kind of, try to ask yourself those questions like how am i as a lover
0: yeah and i think it's also just a fun activity you could do with your partner or your friends um especially during this time right uh just to see a little bit about about how personalities do match and i'm looking at apparently me and rosa if we were lovers our match would be 14 (laughs) percent wow Wow. to be honest rosa i'm I'm just looking at this and like you're match with leos is really low so like i'm just it's so interesting how you're so attracted to leos but at the same time like the match is like it's in the teens and that's why i'm single
1: (laughs) and that is the magic of astrology it may not always be correct but it is a tool to do some introspection something we should all do a lot more of don't you think
0: yeah i definitely agree rosa and i thought this was also a super fun and helpful exercise for me to read up on my astrology sign and see how it actually comes into different aspects of my life whether with family with friends um or even with my relationships um so again we encourage you all to definitely take a look at your astrology sign and let us know what your sign are and whether it matches your personality on that note uh, we look forward to seeing you in the next episode see you then bye